0: Hi, everyone. This is Deidre Kindred, your nurse advocate with Health Chats Among Friends. And today I am so honored to have my good friend, Sandra Barrett. She is a financial advisor and her goal is to help empower women to be financially literate, especially when it comes to planning life, healthcare whatever it may be. So Sandra, thank you for, you know, taking some time out of your busy schedule and come and chat with me. Well, thank you, Deidre. I'm honored to chat with you. Oh, well, uh, I would like you to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and um, your why and let's go from there.
1: Thank you. Well, I have been a financial advisor for 10 years now and I've seen some a lot of things that have pushed me toward the way that I want to make sure all women are financially secure that they have their financial house taken care of because it can be a mess when you when that day finally comes when you pass away and your children or your spouse has to go in there and start looking for things and they don't know where anything is. So it becomes a, a major problem for everybody. And then if the husband passes first, then the wife needs to know where everything is and all about their financial life. And nine times out of 10, it's either the husband is taking care of everything or the wife is taking care of everything. But they need to share with the other one because I can give you examples after examples of times that it has happened. But I want to give you one example and it has two parts of it. One day our pastor called us and wanted us to go and meet with a woman whose husband had been in and out of the hospital several times in the length of times that we knew him. But this time he didn't come home. He passed away in the hospital. And his wife was needing help with finding everything because she didn't know where anything was. So the pastor said, would you and Joe go over and see if you can help her get this squared away? So we said, of course, we'd be happy to. Well, unfortunately, after searching and searching and searching we determined that everything that they owed money on, he had it on his computer at work and she had no passwords. They also had a house. They had five vehicles that they needed. There was only one in her name, the rest of them was in his name. And the other thing was, there had been a divorce and with children and they didn't know if the children had, if, if the husband had given up his parental rights. And that's a big deal here in Texas. So we, find, we looked and looked and looked and we, we ended up having to say, we can't help you, but these are the things that you need to do Well, fortunately, the company had thought a lot about this guy. They really liked him. He'd been there for years and worked very hard. And he basically, the company said, come talk to our attorney, and we'll see if we can find out all this information, help you get through this. Mm -hmm. They had given him a huge bonus, Mm -hmm. and they could have kept it from her but that he had they went ahead and get it gave it to him put it in the bank account which didn't have her name on it by the way
0: mm-hmm.
1: and the bank automatically when they found out he had passed away they froze the accounts she only had a small account where she put her salary and she didn't make very much money she was in the school system and had been there for many years but she wasn't making a lot of money she was in the food service so the company found an attorney for her to go they had to go to sherman where the court that was the courthouse where the um divorce had been filed the attorney had to open get the files opened so they could see if they had the had given up the parental rights for this man which he had fortunately for her but there was an insurance policy that had not been changed the beneficiary had not been changed and she and they had been married 30-ish years, and the insurance policy was made, the beneficiary was his sister, well, when she got the money, she told the wife, well, he must have wanted me to have it, because he never changed the beneficiary, well, by that time, it was too late, she couldn't, she didn't get that money, but he had another policy for her, but it was all being held up. So we find, we gave her a list of things. This is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. Go talk to this one. So I presume she got everything squared away because we we could, had done all we could do. So we told her if she needed anything else to let us know.
0: So That's what I call a sticky bucket.
1: It is. It, it was a mess. Oh, and my goodness. He had this computer at home. He had file cabinets, boxes. We went through all of that. We couldn't find anything. And then we've come to find out it was all in his desk drawer at work.
0: Oh my, oh my goodness. So that, that just goes to prove the point of, and I've been guilty of it too. When my mother was here on earth, mm-hmm. she wanted to sit down with us and talk about um, final planning. Mm-hmm. so to speak and yes. we put her off and put her off and put her off and then finally we were like okay she she was a mm, <laughs> you know um so we finally sat down and did you know mm-hmm. the financial planning the will mm-hmm. all that you mm-hmm. know and you get so many arguments that people don't want to take the time to do it because it's not a, a nice subject it's not you know, it's and it's no. but it is so important because if they would have been able to sit down and chit chat and
1: mm-hmm. she would
0: have known just go directly cre- decrease all that headache mm-hmm. and strife mm-hmm. and turmoil just and go money. directly mm-hmm. wow so I think uh, I'm grateful to have you here because I wanted people to know the importance of planning early Mm -hmm. and also talking about these subjects we don't want to talk about exactly so important
1: well when people start talking about finances it's a very personal Mm -hmm. thing and they don't want to want you to see what they're doing because it might be wrong in our opinion but that's not the way we operate our business we build relationships we go in and we don't talk about anything but get to know them um during that meeting, which really helps. And then we ask them, are you ready to move forward or do you need some more time? And nine times out of 10, they will say, yeah, we we can. We need a little time to get it together. And so we honor that because I know it's like doing taxes. <laughs> <laughs> the yes. team, we yes. have to. <laughs> sit down and get everything in order. And some things you don't want people to see, but in a financial situation, not Mm -hmm. only do you need to see it, it affects everything in your financial life. What we say is that we build a financial house and it starts in the basement, which I know we don't have many of those in Texas, and it goes all the way to the roof and it includes a will it includes life insurance which is income protection so if the husband had passed away and they had a child under the age of 18 that brings on different a different problem because then the 18 year old has got to be taken care of but fortunately he was older this was a third their first child. But you need to be prepared. Tell your family what you want to do. Have it in writing. Sit down with a financial advisor. If it's not me, it can be somebody else. There's plenty of people out there that would be willing to sit with you and work on this stuff with you. But because we're so we get so uptight about finances, people won't
0: do it. So what do you say to those who say, well, I'm too young. I don't have anything. What do you, what's your answer to that?
1: I look at them and I tell them, GoFundMe is not a death plan. People who don't have life insurance, go with me, GoFundMe. In fact, this week we have a granddaughter-in-law who's in Germany with her husband. They're in the military. Her brother passed away unexpectedly. He's 30 years old, oh. had no life insurance. So now his mother is having to do GoFundMe so she can get him buried. Wow. And that's just a crying shame that yeah. people don't think ahead and plan on having a life insurance plan. And Deidre, it's so much more inexpensive when you're young and in good health. Uh Uh when you get to that 39-ish level, that's when you start having, women particularly start having issues that they have to take care of. And some of those renders life insurance um, not valid. Right. The younger you are, the less expensive it is. And if one of you goes off to work that morning and doesn't come home, your finances will be covered. Your home will be taken care of. You do not have to take and move your children to another state where you have family, unless you just want to. You don't have to uproot them, take them from their friends which is also a hard thing to do for young people. And how many young people, little kids these days pass away? It happens every day. And that's sad, but there's some terrible diseases out there. So you need to prepare before Uh you get one of them because then it makes you um,
0: non-insurable. Right, and it, it breaks my heart in healthcare mm-hmm. when wow. I see because I see two different aspects of people. I see those who prepared mm-hmm. early on, and they are that's retirement. Mm-hmm. They don't have to worry about exactly when is the next paycheck coming in. I can't do this because that's a whole nother subject. I have to have you back to talk about retirement. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, it's your definition of what retirement is. Mm-hmm. And um, and then you have that other aspect of people who, man, they can't get the health care services they thought they... Exactly. Because they didn't plan. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's stressful. It is a sad, sad situation. But is. health care is about money. Uh, money and yes unfortunately we have to really really plan and it takes sometimes it takes a life event don't you find that I do I do it, it, to it you
1: like, I need to do something yeah exactly now my mother had had strokes and she had been in a nursing home and one day she just went to sleep after lunch and she didn't wake up she died peacefully. We were both, my sister and I both were okay with it, and we had um, many times, every time she would get in the car to go somewhere, she would tell my sister and I both, everything that you need to know about my finances is in my top dresser drawer, and it was, and it was in with, paper clips and bulldog clips on them she had kept everything together her house was paid for wow she owed two thousand dollars on her car all her bills had been paid and we just walked in picked them up and my sister and i went to Walmart and we got one of those folding binders that you put things in and we didn't have any problems. We went to social security place. We went to, um, she needed to be on Medicaid. She didn't make a lot of money. So they helped us get through all of that. And so our life, while it was devastating, she had a plan. In fact, she even had money put away. She had $10,000 put away For her funeral in an IRA, which it was really interesting. My mother was very austere. She didn't like, she didn't like clutter. She didn't like a lot of um, fanfare. She didn't like to be the center of attention, very much introverted, which is so much different than me, (laughs) but (laughs) she had this policy and she told us, and we knew that, um, she would be buried by my father. He had been gone for 20 years by that time. And so we went to the funeral home and we picked out the coffin. We went, we got the stone and we had it made with my father on one side and my mother, because we only had, um, he had been in the, Air Force, so we only had the little military one they put on top of, so we just put that one on top of it, and there was money left over, and um, we didn't know what to do if we had to give it to somebody or whatever, and uh, my sister had worked for an attorney for several years, so she called and said, do we need to give this money to somebody? He said, no, he said, you go, spend it on the funeral and if you have money left you and Sandra divide it between each other. Yeah. Well we had about three thousand dollars left over. So we ordered a bench and she would have hated this setup, but it was a <laughs> black granite cough um headstone and the bench was black granite. Uh-huh so we can go and this is in Florida so when we go we have a place to sit and it's also a nice marker because when you come into the cemetery and drive you can I can see it it. yeah I don't go there that often right and so (laughs) I told Laura and I laughed and said you know mom would hate this and I said yeah but she doesn't have any choice now that's <laughs> right
0: that's right that's right well I uh, I just want to add too I love what you do, and I love your spirit because there's a lot of um, financial advisors out there they don't take the time yes. to develop a true authentic relationship absolutely and uh, um, with you your patience and your kindness and your understanding because you're on a journey and an endeavor to help women be yes. empowered no matter what age. Exactly. And it is w- way beneficial to at least get some information mm-hmm. and what you do with it. That's what you do with it. But exactly. I appreciate you coming tonight so we could talk about this wonderful, powerful resource. Yes. Yes. I found that women are a lot more
1: open about finances because they want to learn. Men don't want to talk about it because they're macho. But we can sit down and just have a chat. And if you don't like me, there's a thousand other ones out in, the, in Metroplex. So just talk to somebody. If you're not insurable for whatever reason, there are other alternatives that we can give you. One of them would be to go to the funeral home and pick out what you want and make a payment plan. And that but but you have to have it paid off or they'll you have to have the money when you die otherwise they won't bury you that way. But you can make pl- payments and if you have even $10,000 you can have a funeral for ten thousand yeah. dollars. Mm-hmm. You can be cremated if that's what you choose to be have done. There's just alternatives and we as women, we're the nurturers. We take care of everybody. We don't have time to add one more thing. But do you want to take care of it now while you're while you're healthy? Or when you're not healthy there are a lot less choices
0: for you to deal with absolutely absolutely and it's so sad because if you don't have a plethora of choices you're stuck and that's just the way it is i mean Mm -hmm. so many people don't understand that it takes planning, it really does, and at first, I resented the fact that my mom wanted to you know sit down and mm-hmm. plan, But now, looking back, I'm not saying that planning won't prevent stress, that no. planning will prevent stress. you're going to have the stress, but I can tell you what it was much more easier transition for her to go home to Jesus Mm -hmm. Mm and to sit and fret and worry and argue and fight. We knew what she wanted Mm -hmm. and um, she had planned for it. She had already started planning before us, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, okay. So she was thinking about what she was leaving behind the legacy she was leaving behind. Mm -hmm. And that's so powerful.
1: It is. It really is. And one of the things that we talk about is, updating your information every year. Right. When it's time to do taxes, prior to the taxes, sit down and look at everything, update everything. Uh, we have a manual that we can give that They can put it on the computer, put it in the book, handwrite it, put it in the book and let them know where it's at. Give it to an attorney if you have one if you don't put it somewhere where it can be found by the kids and it has all the information in that handbook and it has been tremendously popular because families like I was here in Texas when my mother passed away my sister was in Florida so she was taking care of my our mother and um All I had to do was get in the car and drive there, and then we took care of everything together. Families do love to fight over finances. I have never seen anything like it, but it could be a 25-cent whatever. (laughs) Or whatever, and they can fight over it. Right, right. (laughs) And it's nuts. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My mother didn't make a lot of money when she was working, but she saved her money and took care of her own business. And we were so grateful that it was such a an easy process as opposed to the other um, process that it just made life a lot better we could laugh and and talk about my mother and even my daughter got up and made a. she talked about her her granny gwen and um she just had a few things that my mother always said she said them and the whole um congregation broke up and laughed because they all knew her (laughs) oh
0: that is so special yeah
1: Yeah. it was a special time sad yes but I know she wasn't in pain anymore and she was right there with Jesus. Yes. And what he had to, what she needed to do and visiting yes. with, with my dad and uh, and figured out how this is gonna work, but my stepdad. Yeah, my dad and my <laughs> stepdad. <laughs> I don't It'd to... just be a sandwich, <laughs> right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess I'll have to figure that out above my pay grade. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, so um, yeah, financial planning for young people—it's good to teach them the basics so they can start mm-hmm. at an right. earlier age, and they won't have to struggle as much. Yeah, But the key to it all is the discipline to take care of it, to keep it up to date and make sure it's
0: what you need to do. Discipline and courage to actually sit down and do it. Absolutely. You know? Mm -hmm. So if someone wanted to reach out to you for more questions, comments, concerns, or to find out more information or ask a question, what is your preferred method of them reaching out to you? I'd be happy
1: to talk to anybody. You can call me on my cell. Number, which is the way I prefer to be called, is 817 455 0711. Okay,
0: one more time. 817 455 0711. And I'm Sandra Barron, and I would love to talk to you. Yes, she would. And she is awesome. <laughs> so, Thank you, Sandra, for your time and uh, cooperation uh, coming to Health Chats Among Friends. Again, my name is Deidre Kindred. I'm a nurse advocate, educator, and navigator. I love helping you navigate the complicated healthcare system by providing resources from amazing experts, such as Sandra, and thank you again. And tune in next time for the next talk with Health Chats Among Friends. Thank you guys so much. Thank you, Deidre.